What's up, everybody? Pathlin here, and welcome to episode 1,243 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a conversation between myself and an entrepreneur just like you, uh, or at least somebody who really wants to get started in entrepreneurship and has a few hurdles in the way. Namely, they literally live like in the Arctic region, the high Arctic circle. So internet connection's not super great and, and that kind of thing, and upload speeds are, are very, very slow. And, and it was kind of a miracle that we were able to get on a call. But Azrir Gill, who you can find on Instagram at Azrir, A-Z-R-E-E-R, um, he doesn't have a website yet or a podcast, but he wants to start one. And he's also a stand-up performer, and he wants to represent his culture and talk about some of these things that are very difficult in the culture that he's in using a podcast, but isn't quite sure how to do that with the little things he has access to uh, as far as creation. So I dive specifically into a lot of Azrir's limiting beliefs here in this episode. And this this might be an episode that you can relate to as well, even though you're not necessarily living in the high Arctic uh, and, and serving the public in, in the way that he has. I mean, he's doing some amazingly noteworthy work up there. But I think we all can relate to finding things that we believe are in our way or excuses, if you will, to not do certain things, things that would be that would make it very difficult to do the things that perhaps are where we want to go. And I dive into that today and kind of uncover a lot of those limiting beliefs for Azrir and, and hopefully for you too. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And again, thanks to Azrir for taking the time. And, you know, he's in like four months straight of sunlight right now. It just, I'm sure messes with the head a little bit as it would with mine. But thank you again, Azrir. And, and here he is. Enjoy. Azrir, welcome to Ask Pat. Thanks for taking the time to join me today. Thanks for having me. Now, you just told me before I hit record that you were located in a very interesting part of the world. Tell us kind of where you're at right now and, and what you're up to. Definitely. So I, I live in um, the High Arctic Circle. It, it's part of Canada. And the community is called Cambridge Bay. And the territory is Nunavut, so your state equivalent. There's about 2,000 people up here and in this community, fly in, fly out only. And I, I work up here for public health. I'm one of the health officers for the region where we work with pandemic messaging and outbreak management when it comes to infectious diseases and, and things like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for, for what you're doing up there to, to help out. I know it's summer here in the U.S. Is like sun up all day over there for you right now? Like what's the what's that like? Definitely. So it's uh, this time of the year we have 24-7 uh, of sunlight and sun's beaming through my That's crazy, through my man. windows. 3 a.m. in the morning. I can't tell between 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. I've been here for four years. It was definitely a bit of an adjustment when I first showed up. And uh, I, someone, an individual has to go through it for at least a year. We only really have two seasons. We have summer. And, well, we have spring and winter, let's, let's say. And in the winter, it transitions to 24 hours of darkness. So let's say, yeah, four months of darkness, followed by about two months of transition period where it's about half and half. And then it uh, it goes back to uh, 24 hours of light. Come the end of September, it'll start to wow. darken again. Yeah. That's so that's so trippy. Well, anyway, thank you for taking the time to, to join today, Ezreer. Uh Tell us a little bit about what you're thinking in terms of online business and, and let's just jam for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Goal is to, um, three things come to mind. I am East Indian. I was born in Canada and my mom and dad are uh, from India, and the culture we follow is Punjabi. And the idea with 
about alcohol and substance abuse is very prevalent in, in our culture, whether they're people are in India or whether they're here in Canada. I've personally been through uh, addiction and being sober seven years now. I want to somehow reach out to my people and how letting them know that, you know, we can all find resources to hide what's truly going on and alcohol being one. And how can we let alcohol aside, leave it aside and just really focus on our true identity to help live in society rather than masking it with something that's extremely toxic. And so my business idea would be to, it's more of a message than anything. And I, I, I'm not entirely sure where to start. And one of the things I thought about was maybe a podcast entitled like Punjabi Alcoholics. And that was an idea that, that came to mind. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, we have had people on the show before. In fact, there's a member of our community. Her name is Jillian. And she has a podcast called Sober Powered. So she helps people who have gone through addiction and substance abuse as, as well. And I know a few other people who have created content and, and have really stepped up to help people. And I love the idea that you want to do that, but not just like that in general, but that you want to speak to a specific culture about it. Because I'm sure in that culture, there's different you know, the, the the language that you can share with each other, the experiences that you share with each other can can make it that much more meaningful, right? Because a person can see themselves in you and you can see them and you can kind of affect each other more greatly there. And whenever anybody comes to me and says, Pat, like I just have this message to share, like I don't know exactly how I'm going to make money yet and I don't like have a course in mind yet, I just know I wanna help people. I think a podcast is an amazing way to do that. Podcasting is growing faster than ever. There are more people listening to podcasts than ever before. And yes, there's YouTube as well, which could help you get in front of specific audiences. And that could be a discussion that we could have too. But a podcast is definitely gonna be much easier to start with. And you could always pivot and shift from there. But I think what I love about the podcast too is you don't have to worry about the video quality. You don't have to worry about those kinds of things. It's just about the message and whether it's you talking to them and you're having a conversation one to one with the audience or you invite somebody on to come on and you have a conversation with them and you kind of can unpack those stories because in these worlds where, where we're talking about these very heavy things the most relatable things that a person can listen to are stories, stories that make them feel like they're not alone, right? Stories that make them feel like there's hope, stories that show them that there is another side to this. And on a podcast where a person is is in their private parts of their life and they have those headphones on, I mean, that can be so powerful and so impactful. So I, I'm in agreement with you. I definitely think that would be a great idea. And again, to make it niche specific to that culture, I think is going to, to favor you very, very well, right? Because you could create a, a podcast about just substance abuse in general, but then you lose out on that. Oh my gosh, Azrir is is like me and he's gone through stuff similar to me. So I, I'm going to really connect much faster with you as a result of that. So hearing my response to that, how does that make you feel? Thank you for that response, uh, Pat. That was initially my thought process as well. When I did a scan of all the podcasts that were out there around addiction and rehab and therapy, they were quite generalized. And so my thought was, well, let's just think simple. Like why was one of the reasons why I started drinking was fitting in. And so it's not just my people that go through that, or uh, there's people in this country today that are currently going through that, that 
are from my background, whether they showed up here yesterday or whether they've been here for 40, 50 years. And so I thought, let's let's focus on that. And, and if I can make it niche and, and I am attracted to that idea. Good. What, what also is beautiful about this is when we talk about, you know, not just who we're creating this for, but how are we going to spread the word out there? A, people who are within that culture who hear that episode are going to f- are usually hanging around other people like them in, in many regards. Right. So they're going to share it just by word of mouth with other people like them. You have the opportunity to by niching down in this way, going to other podcasts that are targeting the same culture. They're not specifically or might not have even anything to do with substance abuse, but because that target audience exists there and you have something of value to share, you have stories internally from your own history that you can bring on the show to empower, to give hope, to um, bring awareness to those communities. Well, then that's going to spread the message even more. It's so much easier to find those audiences, even though it's a smaller audience than a bigger general one your audience is going to grow much faster because it's that honed in. And so, for example, you could go on a Punjabi culture podcast or a Punjabi even entertainment show to, again, bring awareness. And that's of value to those podcasters as well because they know that their audience is going to resonate with your story. And that's where I would really recommend you hone in on right now, which is craft your story in a way that tells the story that creates that relatable moment with people who are going to listen to that, whether they're listening to your show or somebody else's show. When I started my business, I maybe accidentally found this out, but when I told my story about how I got let go from my architecture job, and then I, I became an entrepreneur, but that was very hard, and it, like it was going against anything that was sort of natural to me, that story was so relatable to people. That's why people gravitated toward me because I told the story that I went through that everybody else was going through as well. And if I just kind of breezed over that story, if I just said, oh yeah, I got laid off and then and then I found entrepreneurship, so let me tell you about like what I did, it's not as impactful. But now I'm telling the story in major detail. I'm telling the story about when my boss invited me into his office and he sat me down in his chair and he's never done that before. So I knew something was up. And then he leans in and he whispers, like, you see how I'm like describing those moments? Those are moments that people can relate to because it's like a movie playing in their head. Even if they're just listening, then they can see themselves in that. And when you can describe the problem almost better than they can, they're gonna come to you for the solution. That's that, That's a quote from a, a guy named Jay Abraham who said, if you can define the problem better than your target customer, they're gonna automatically assume you have the solution. Now, these aren't customers per se at first, but these are your people, and, and this is how you can attract them. And then the business part comes later. I wouldn't even worry about, well, how am I gonna make money from this right away? How Like, am I gonna sell a course? Am I, am I gonna write a book? Am I gonna do coaching? Who knows? All you need to know is you need to build this audience, you need to hone in on your story, and those opportunities will come. I mean, your audience will tell you what they need, and you can kind of build an experiment and, and micro-test from there. Thank you, Pat, for that. I love the idea of how, if I've been through it and I share my story or my experiences, others will project their experiences onto mine. And I'm not asking everyone to relate to everything I have to say, but sometimes it's literally 30 seconds or a couple minutes of what I have to share that they can maybe take home and use. And and that's kind of what I go for. 
you've also reminded me like later down the line i have and you're absolutely right i'm i'm not i'm not focusing on the whole business money side of things at the start more so get, formulating that message and that story and and having that story sharing between two individuals but i i i do do stand up I do storytelling on a stage. I belong to a group where we write. And when we do get the chance, we get up on stage and we share seven minute stories. And a lot of my stories are to do with somewhat addiction or uh, based stories. And that was my other idea is that one day down the line, maybe I could formulate those stories into an audiobook or that can be available that I can potentially promote on this platform. It's just an idea of mine. I love that so much. I mean, you could take the compilation of your best parts of your podcast and turn them into an audiobook and absolutely and then the audiobook can turn into a coaching program down the road or or what have you i mean who who knows but i absolutely love that you're thinking about that already and so i would man you already have experience telling story like bring that onto now a microphone that is recording and now can get into other places on Apple and Spotify, et cetera. And people can start talking and sharing about this because that seven minutes on stage is is just for that audience typically. And then after that, it's like, okay, it's done. Versus you create this audio, however long it is, and it's there forever now. I mean, even 10 years down the road, people can still listen to that. They can still get value from it. And that's really, really empowering and hopefully should be inspiring to you and get you like excited about, about getting going on this. You had mentioned, you said stand-up, and, and I was thinking of like comedy. Do you do comedy or like that kind of thing on stage too? Or I do. I, I've been doing storytelling longer and I've been doing stand-up for about three years. It's it's different writing structure when it comes down to a seven right, right. without getting into detail on that. But I am quite limited and I, I was only planning on staying up in the Arctic for two years and pandemic hit. Now it's been four years. And my very first step is to get out of here and just go someplace in Canada, uh, where there's high speed internet. And that's my very first step because yeah, these ideas are great, but I keep holding them off. And, and one of the biggest things is leaving a job I've been working at for about 12 years in the country and just leaving that whole pension side behind and s starting over, not, not starting over. I, I would be good for two, three years if I didn't work, but it's the fear of leaving, I think. Is, is where I'm, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big decision, obviously. You don't want to take that lightly. Um, but at the same time, those are the, the big, bold decisions that create big, bold results, right? If you were to do the same thing that you've been doing, you're going to get the same results that you've been getting. And it sounds like you, you don't want to continue to just do the same thing that you have been doing. You know, sometimes there are ways to, with people leaving their jobs, to compromise. I mean, sometimes people go from full-time to part-time. Now, like you said, the location specifically of where you're at is an issue and potentially holding you back. But I mean, our connection right here on Squadcast is uh, actually pretty good. And for an audio-only situation, I can still imagine you, like, is it true that you would be unable to record an audio file and post it onto a, a podcast host is it true that that's impossible to do in the location you're in right now? It's not impossible. I think in volume would, might be impossible and not impossible, but it, it's a lot slower to upload larger files is what I'm getting at. Right. I think that I feel like, and I, I don't want you to take offense to this, but I feel like you're looking for excuses to not do this. 
what do you say about that? Definitely a, a valid reason. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to agree to that. I do want to say that data up here is quite limited as well. So we're on a I believe you on that. We're on a gigabyte per use basis, and that's that. I mean, that's still not an excuse. I'm, I'm looking for excuses, and I think maybe if I look think deeper, I think it's time for me to go and and I'm I'm kind of using this as a venue or an avenue to to get out of here. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you were to leave, there's just going to be this renewed energy in you and this drive because you now have access to all those things that in your head, yes, you were using an excuse and maybe weren't totally valid, but now that's not even on the plate anymore. And boom, you would just be zooming in on that. And, and I love that. I think that you could at least for right now just get started on it. And the nice thing about a podcast is pretty low barrier to get started versus like, if we were talking YouTube, then yeah, that would definitely take up a ton of megabits and probably you would be right about that. But for a podcast specifically, which is the thing that you brought up, like that was your suggestion, I, th I definitely think that you could do it. And this is gonna be a interesting picture that I'm gonna paint for you here. But imagine that there was a person who needed your help and they just needed to hear your story and, and they're feeling lonely. You meet them and you say, I, I could help you. I've been through this before, but you know what? I'm not gonna tell you because my internet's slow. Like that would be ridiculous, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that. But that's kind of what's happening here. So don't let that hold you back if it's truly not something that's holding you back because these people need you. I mean, they don't care that maybe the audio won't be best quality. Like they're suffering. You know what they're going through and they need you. So that's my paint a real picture for Azrir today sort of moment. It's, uh, it's well put, and uh, I, I needed to hear that because I I, uh, I need people to call me out from time to time. That <laughs> that uh, oh, me yeah. too, my friend, dude. Me too. Um, and and it's what's great about being a part of these communities and and online. You know, and there are people out there who are not so nice too. But at the same time, when you find those people who help support you, like stick with them and have them call you out. I mean, we need that in our lives sometimes. And uh, maybe maybe that's exactly what I just did. But I want you to, he, here's the other thing I'm gonna do for you. When you create this podcast, you email me, you let me know. I'll share some stuff on social media to help bring some awareness to it because I think it's that important. So there's a little bit of accountability for you as well. So I, I, I look forward to that whenever it might happen. If you can get it sooner, awesome. If it does require you to move and get away, okay, wh whatever. I will be there to support it. And um, and so I, I look forward to hearing from you again. Pat, I, I really do appreciate your time. And uh, and thank you. Thank you for, for your words today. Yeah, of course. You know, typically we end this show by telling people like, hey, go visit this website or go to these. Like, we don't have that yet. So we have to have you back on at some point to, to mention what those things are. So um, anyway, is there any place that a person can go to like follow? Like, do you have any social medias or like places you want to drive people to follow up or, or not yet? If anything, my Instagram page, it's just as rear, my full name, A-Z-R-E-E-R. A-Z-R-E-E-R. -E -E okay, cool. Dude, thanks, man. I hope this was what you needed and, and I'm happy to, to have been a part of it today with you. Thanks again, Pat. I appreciate you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Azrir. You know, I can tell just from the conversation that he's such a genuine guy and he really wants to help and really wants to put himself out there. And hopefully this helped remove a lot of the excuses that not just as Rear puts in his way, but that we put in our way when it comes to creation. And I think that trying to keep it simple and trying to work with what you got is really important. There's a lot of talk about this phrase, first principles that you hear from people like Elon Musk and whatnot. I mean, it's how he was able to 
build rockets that get sent into the air and then come back when nobody thought that was possible. So thinking about first principles, bringing things back down to, well, what is possible? What might be the only thing needed to, to make this happen? And then starting there and building back up from there to, to create something amazing. So uh, Azria, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, the listener, for listening all the way through. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to get coached here on Ask Pat, just like Azria today, head on over to askpat.com. You can fill out an application there. I'd love to hear from you and see if it's the right fit and uh, might reach out to you and schedule a call. So thank you again to everybody who's been on the show. Azria, I look forward to serving you next week. Until then, cheers, peace out, and as always, Team Flynn for the win. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.